Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. up listeners welcome to another episode of thinking outside the boombox your number one source for hip-hop and r&b news my name is ahmad and i am your host it is sunday april 26th um i'm very excited to be back with another episode of thinking outside the boombox um i thank you all for tuning in to the stream um, or if you're watching this through the vod i thank you for watching the the vod on twitch or if you're listening um on wherever you get, if you listen to the audio version on any of those platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever, I appreciate you for taking the time to listen. Um, we're back. Back back to business, you know what I mean? Um, for the past month, I think it was about maybe seven streams or something like that, uh, I've been doing a tournament, you know, the trying to find out what the best hip-hop album of the 2010s decade was and so i've had numerous guests on the podcast on the stream to help me figure that out and in the last episode which is about two weeks ago i think um we determined the winner to pimp a butterfly um if you want to hear how the tournament you know panned out you know from beginning to end um the audio versions of all those episodes are available wherever you listen to podcasts. The The videos won't be available for the stream because those only last two weeks. So you have to listen to the audio version, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of that. Um, but that's done. It was a great time. I'm so grateful to all of the guests that um, came on to help me make those decisions. Um I'm thankful for the people that listened in. Um, it was fun, and I think the the best album won. Um, but now it's time to get back to basics. Um, it's been a long time since I've done an episode in the regular format, you know, with the song of the week, the press play, the dig deeper, and so it's time to it's time to get back to that. Um, so that's what we're gonna do this week. In today's episode, I'm going to you know give you a song of the week. Um, in the press play segment, I'm going to talk to you about a lot of new music that has been released, music videos you should check out, uh, things like that, announcements, albums that are upcoming that you need to be looking out for. And then in the Dig Deeper segment, um, I'm going to talk about a few things. So uh, I'm going to talk very shortly about French Montana versus Kendrick. Um, that's a battle that French wanted. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, but... I think it's important to discuss, you know, French's claims. Um, and then a quarter of music has passed. You know, March is over. April is almost over, actually, right now. We're four months in to 2020. And so I just want to talk about some of my favorite albums um, from 
the first quarter of 2020. So I'm going to do that in the Dig Deeper segment. Um, let's see. Things that you should know. Um, probably, I don't think I had an Instagram by the the time I did the last uh, last stream. So I have an Instagram now. Um, to make everything easy, my Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the same username totb the podcast the instagram is banging i'm just saying it's gonna be a lot of content um on thursdays i'm gonna be doing a throwback thursday where i'm gonna post an album um that i don't want people to forget about the criteria is it has to be a hip-hop or r&b album that's at least 10 years old um and i'm gonna post that album you can go listen to it and then in the instagram story on Thursday, I'm going to give a little bit more information about the album. So this past week, Like Water for Chocolate by Common was the album. And in the story, I talked a little bit more about, you know, the album and, you know, some of the fun facts about the album, stuff like that. Um, and on Fridays, you know, New Music Friday, every Friday. So at Thursday at 11 p.m., because that's midnight and, you know, Eastern time zone, all the new music drops on Apple Music or wherever, Spotify too, probably. Um and so I compile the music that I'm excited about um, each week on Friday, and I post that in my stories to say, hey, these are the albums I'm excited about. This just released. These are the songs. Go listen to that. Stuff like that. So I'm trying to curate a lot of content um, that is useful to you as the listener um, so that there's you know other stuff going on outside of just this, outside of just this podcast. I want to make sure that there's other stuff. Uh, so, you know, if you don't even get a chance to listen to the podcast, that there's ways that you can interact um, uh, as well. So very excited about that. Um, all the information is below uh, on the screen as far as the socials. Also, you know, I got the website. Definitely want to make sure you do that. So without further ado, um, let's get it started and let's jump into the song of the week. This shit my favorite song You just don't know the words But I still fuck with you You just ain't never heard It go like This so, shit my favorite song The song of the week for this week um, Is a special one So Many of you may not have heard of Fred the Godson um, Fred the Godson is from the Bronx He's a rapper from the Bronx um, He's 35 years old And he actually just passed away this past week Um, due to coronavirus. It's crazy. Um, He was so young, 35. Um, And he wasn't super, he was well known in in New York for sure. But I don't know if a lot of people outside of the city, if if he had gotten the chance to really reach a lot of other people. I know about Fred the Godson because before there was this podcast, I was doing a blog. Um, It was called Hope for Hip Hop. Um, And, you know, this was back in 2011, I think, when I really just started blogging. And so I was heavy into, you know, all of the hip hop and R&B news. I still am. But like I was more heavy into it because I was like writing about it rather than just talking about it. You know what I mean? Um, So in 2011, XXL, you know, they do their freshman cover of like the up and coming rappers they need to check out and 2011 was one of the best years for that list you know nowadays it's it's not as exciting but i remember back in 2011 it absolutely was um on that cover was fred the godson kendrick yg lil b diggy simmons yellow wolf big crit mac miller meek mill sci high the prince like a bunch of lyricists uh heavy on that cover um and also a little twist um he was from young money um so it was a huge huge cover um a lot of those artists are huge stars right now specifically kendrick crit yg meek rest in peace to mac um yeah and so fred degasson was on that list um i took to him instantly he's super lyrical the wordplay was out of this world um and so you know i kind of you know fell out of touch with his music i don't know how much music he's released since you know like 2014 or something like that um but uh you know in honor of his passing you know i wanted to um i wanted to make the song of the week one of his songs so uh the song of the week for this week is called i am 
Um, and so I'm not I'm not gonna play it on stream because now that I'm you know really really legit with this Twitch stuff, I'm not trying to get my Twitch muted or my stream muted. Um, essentially, if I play some copy or some non copyrighted or some stuff that I don't have a copyright for, um, they'll mute the audio for like where they heard the music and a little bit afterwards as well. So I just I don't want to I don't want to take the risk. Um, so what's gonna happen is I'm gonna you know give you the song of the week. Um, the podcast newsletter um the podcast newsletter will have you know the song of the week in it as well as like um everything i talk about in the press play segment which is upcoming but just in case um there are people watching the the stream um what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna post the link uh for the song in the stream in the chat so, you know, if you're watching, you can you can go um, check out the, the video for the song of the week. If not, the podcast newsletter will be released shortly after um, the stream and you can check it out there. Um, so, yeah, hold on. Let me put this in the chat real quick. So, yeah, um, placing it in the chat now. There it is. So that is um, the song of the week. It is called I Am by Fred the Godson. Uh, R.I.P. to Fred. Um, it's tragic. This coronavirus is, is taking, you know, everyone. It doesn't matter how old you are. Um, doesn't matter how rich you are. You know what I mean? So um, definitely everybody stay safe. And R.I.P. to Fred the Godson. Um, so now let's jump into the press play segment. press play segment um for those of you who are new to the stream to the podcast the press play segment is separated into three parts and this is the segment where i i get into the hip-hop and r&b news i get into this is the stuff that's happened in the past couple weeks this is the stuff you need to know about um and so the first part is things for you to check out i talk about new songs new music videos performances things like that then there's the rumor mill and the announcements these are announcements by artists things that are circling that may not completely be true but if they do come to pass i want to make sure you heard it here first um and then the upcoming and recently released albums. So that's typically albums that came out within the past week or two or since the last episode. And then albums that are coming out within the next month that I want to make sure um, you you listen to. Um, so let's jump right into things for you to check out. Um, first on the list, a lot of new music. Um, so Top Dog, um, who is the president... Uh, creator of TDE, uh, the label that Kendrick, Schoolboy, J-Rock, and them are on. It was his birthday, um, I think last week. And so in honor of that, uh, TDE did a TDE Fan Appreciation Week. And so throughout the week this past week, a number of members of TDE released new songs. So I'm just going to go down the list. Absol released a new song called Danger Ricky Pawa Freestyle. And I'm pretty sure that's Top's name on Twitter. I don't know what it means. I'm sure it has some meaning. But so Absol released a freestyle in honor of Top. It's dope. Um, TDE is set to have a big year this year. I don't. None of them have dropped yet. But I think Reason's supposed to drop this year. I think Absol's supposed to drop this year. Isaiah Rashad is supposed to drop this year. Maybe SZA, Kendrick is supposed to drop this year. It's supposed to be a huge year for TDE as far as releasing releases. Um, so the fact that, you know, this music is coming gives me hope that we're going to get a, a, at least a few of those albums. Um, so Absol released his freestyle. It's dope. Isaiah Rashad, who we haven't heard from in years, three years, four years, something like that. Um, he released a new song called Why Worry. It's dope. It's it's that typical Isaiah flow. The production, you know, reminds me of, you know, stuff that he did on... Um, Sylvia demo, um, or even the Sun's tirade, I think was his second album. Um, so people, people sleep on Isaiah and, you know, we ha we don't hear from him so too often. So he's an artist that people get really excited for. Um, so he dropped off a new song. Why worry? 
Zakari, who was kind of like the singer of the group besides uh, Sir and SZA. Um, he dropped off two new songs. One of them is called Edamame. It's amazing. And then he dropped off a cover of this woman's work, uh, The Joint by Maxwell. Um, and it's, it's different, but I feel it. I feel the vibes. You know what I mean? Um, so he dropped off two new songs. Sir dropped off a new song called Rapper Weed. It features Boogie. They're a combo made in heaven. My homie Devin actually just texted me like a little bit ago saying that they need to do an album together. And I think they should. It would it would be an album of the year candidate easily. Um, so, yeah, Sir dropped off a new song and he's he's become the more, more consistent. And it's only two projects. So maybe I can't say that yet, but he's been very consistent. He dropped a project in 2018. He dropped a project in 2019. If he drops another album this year, which I don't you know, he doesn't need to because he's given us two albums in two years. But if he does, he will easily be the most most consistent releaser on TDE because Every single one of these artists is like at least two years between projects, most cases three or four when you're looking at like Kendrick or uh, sometimes SZA, you know, J-Rock. So, you know, I'm hoping that Sir, you know, keeps up the keeps up the, the work ethic, you know what I mean? And then finally, Reason, um, the newest TD signee, he dropped off a new song and his album I'm very excited for, like... His album is going to be something special. He is an amazing rapper. Um, the production on all the songs, singles he's released is crazy. And on this song, uh, it's called Might Not Make It. He kind of did a twist on like the Just Playing song that Biggie's famous for, where he was you know taking shots at everybody, just playing, like taking shots. And then 24 Hours to Live by Mace. He kind of flipped both of those and just talks about, like, if I got 24 Hours to Live, here's all the crazy things I'm going to do. Um, he name drops a bunch of like rappers and artists and everybody. Um, so TD Appreciation Week was dope. We got six new songs out of it. I'm hoping that you know their release schedules. You know, even though with the with coronavirus, I hope it stays kind of consistent and we get the projects that we were expecting this year. Um, as I mentioned, every song that I mentioned will be in the podcast newsletter, so you have the opportunity to uh, check it out. Drink some water. So, Bryson Tiller, he dropped off a new song uh, called Slept On You. We've been waiting on Bryson's album for a minute. Um, Serenity is the name of it. Um, I, I'm, I'm confident that we get it this year. Um, you know, after True To Self, he kind of hasn't wanted to, to drop anything until it was perfect because he said True To Self wasn't what he wanted to to release. It wasn't up to the standard that he holds himself. And so he's taking this really seriously. And he's like, I'm not releasing this project until it's ready. I um, mean, you know, he's living his happy life. He's got a girlfriend now. He's chilling. Um, but, you know, we want that music and Slept On You is good. It's it's similar to, you know, music he's released in the past. Um, I want I want something more. I need I need Bryson on some new flows, some new melodies. Like, I, I don't want to I don't want just like him to try his best to to do Trap Soul again. I just want I just want his best. You know what I mean? Um, and so we'll, we'll see what we get with that. But definitely check out his new song. Um Travis Scott and Kid Cudi dropped off a new song. So Travis Scott has been having an interesting week um, on the Fortnite game. Um, he's kind of integrated with it. They they do this every now and then where they do these big Fortnite events. For instance, Marshmello, that like electronic producer, he did a Fortnite concert where like he was in the game and like they had like a concert with a stage and everybody can drop in and just like watch the concert. And so they did. It's kind of interactive, and they did the same thing with Travis Scott. Um, this time around and it was dope he did like a five or six song set list and he ended with this new song that he uh released with kid cuddy it's called the scots um it's dope it's kind of a simple flow from both of them but just hearing them together is dope um he said that the scots is the name of their new group which gives me hope that at some point in the future travis scott and kid cuddy would drop an album together which is pretty amazing um, a Travis Scott Kid Cudi album would be mind blowing. Uh, I really hope it happens. To be honest, um, it's one of those albums that you know when I drop the uh, when I drop my um, most anticipated albums of the year. I kind of separate it into into portions. 
Um, and that last portion is like, these are the albums that have a 0 to 25% chance of release. They were rumored as possible they could be released, so I'm going to put it here, but I don't expect it to come out. This Travis Scott Kid Cudi album, that's, that, would, that would make that list. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't have faith that they would, they would totally, you know, release that when we want or it would, it would come out at all. But their new song, The Scots, you can listen to. Um, Earl Sweatshirt released a new song. It's called Whole World. Um, Alchemist produced it. Um, it's it's really dope, and it features Maxwell Cream too. He's a Houston rapper. Um, it's dope. You know, we we hear from Earl very infrequently, um, and hearing him over an Alchemist beat, who is one of the best producers out there, it just makes sense. Um, you know, Alchemist, Action Bronson, Earl, Tyler, all of them, they kind of like worked together a lot back in like the '09s. You know, that era, uh, maybe even a little earlier than that. Um, and they made good music together. Uh, and seeing Earl and Alchemist link up for a new song is dope. Um, Earl dropped a project last year. I think it was it was a short project. Um, but yeah, it's good to hear new music from Earl. So check that out. Um, as far as the music videos, uh, Ari Lennox dropped off a music video for Buss It, which was one of the songs on the director's cut of Revenge of the Dreamers 3. That was released early, early this year. Um, it's dope. It features a lot of beautiful women. It's very bright. It's colorful. Um, it really does the song justice. So check out that music video. Wale dropped off a music video. It's really more of a short film for his song Sue Me, which features Kelly Price. I think it was the, the opening track on his album. Wow, that's crazy from last year. Um, it's a dope music video. It's It's got an interesting concept. It kind of role reverses like the the state of white people and black people. Um, and so it, it's very interesting, like f- for specifics, that Starbucks incident that happened where the two black men were arrested for no reason. Um, he flipped it and it was two white men in the video. It's a, it's a thought provoking video. He says it's one of the best videos he's done. And I think it's really cool. So definitely check that out. Um, Missy Elliott dropped off another video. She, so she released that Iconology EP last year and she's been releasing music videos for every song. Um, and so she just released one for Cool Off. <laughs> Missy is, she's still good at this. Like, she just won the MTV Video Vanguard Award this past year. And, you know, long time coming. We talked about that. And she's still just as good at, like, <laughs> these video ideas as she ever was. Um, and I'm excited for more. We're still supposed to get an album from her. It's in the maybe. I don't know if we're going to get it this year. But it's 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 coming i believe that it will come it's not a detox album you know what i mean it's not it's not detox by dre it's not a written testimony or whatever by jay electronica where we thought it was never going to come out this will come out i just don't know if it'll happen this year um so definitely check out missy's video i have a feeling it's going to be it's going to be nominated for thinking outside the boombox award uh for best music video um as it should missy is it's incredible um she's good at what she does so check that out um interesting thing that's been happening in the music world is this thing called versus v-e-r-z-u-z it's a thing that swiss beats and timbaland started um it was something that an idea they had even before the quarantines and stuff happened where get artists producers to go hit for hit like 10 songs versus 10 songs 20 songs versus 20 songs and so when the coronavirus and the quarantine happened they were like yo let's do it let's do it now um and so this is where you've been seeing people like the dream go up against sean garrett teddy riley go up against babyface uh t-pain go up against Lil john stuff like that um and so you know it's really cool it's cool to you know have this this interaction on the internet and stuff like that so um that's something you can check out i don't know if it's, it's a way for us to check out the old videos unless somebody put them on youtube because it's all done through instagram live and i don't think you can rewatch those so i've missed a bunch of them but i know that they have been tight from what i've heard um black thought did a tiny desk concert um from home um so he's like in his office um just sitting in a chair um, and he performed mostly new music. Um, if you know what Tiny Desk is, NPR does a Tiny Desk um, concert, essentially, where they invite an artist to come to the NPR offices, like literally in the office, and they perform an intimate concert for the NPR employees. 
Um, it's really dope. Some of the best performances um, by my favorite artists have been at Tiny Desk concerts. Um, and so Black Thought did one from home. It was dope. He's one of the greatest MCs in the game. You're n- nothing like nothing bad could happen for you watching this video. It's only going to enhance your life. Um, so definitely check that out because uh, Black Thought is he's one of the greatest. And new music from here from him is dope, especially solo music. Um, I love seeing him shine like that. Um, and finally, in the things that you should check out. This DJ, DJ Critical Hype, he embarked upon a project where he took Neptune's beats and he combined J. Cole's verses to them. Um, and it's, it's dope. It Like the, the beats, they kind of bring some of J. Cole's verses to life. Like not that they were dead, but like it, you, you see them in a new light because of this different production. It elevates different parts of the verses that you weren't paying attention to before. It's really dope. Um, the link to that will be in the podcast newsletter. You definitely want to listen to it. Um, so let's jump to the rumor mill and announcements. First off, The Chronic um, for 420. Um, the Chronic previously was only available on Apple Music. Um, it is now available on all streaming platforms. So if you have been bootlegging the chronic because you don't have Apple music, it's your lucky day. It's available everywhere. It's one of Dr. Dre's best albums. It's his best album. Um, so definitely, definitely check that out. If you want some Dr. Dre in your life. Um, if you're a producer, Mike Dean, the super producer, he released his debut album, which is just full of instrumentals. Um, Go get that. It's his first solo album. It's just a bunch of beats. If you want to get inspired, you're a producer. If you're a rapper, you just want to get inspired some beats to rap over that you don't have to pay for. Go. I mean, don't don't use it and like put it out and expect to get money for it because then Mike Dean will sue you. But I mean, you know, you want to put out like a little mixtape um, that <laughs> people don't have to pay for. You're inspired by these Mike Dean beats. Be free. Um, Q-Tip announced. Three new albums. Surprising. Um, the A Tribe Called Quest uh, frontrunner. Um, you know, we're still waiting on The Last Zulu, which is, you know, essentially his, like, that is to Q-Tip what Detox is to Dr. Dre. Like, we've been waiting on that album for a while. It was supposed to release, I think, last year and then this year. I don't know if we'll ever get it. But he has announced three new albums. One of them is Algorithms. The, the other is The Last Zulu. And the other is Riot Diaries. Who knows? I don't, I don't know if we'll, if we'll get them. But he announced them. Big Sean announced his album title. Um, and actually, I think I'm going to try and play this for the stream. Because he essentially... Um, he announced uh, what the title of his album, his next album, was going to be. Previously, we thought it was going to be called Don Life. He denied that. Uh, but recently, he released, uh, it was actually about a month ago, he released a uh, trailer for his new album. So I'm going to try and play this for you all. Uh, bear with me. That ain't gonna work right now. <laughs> it's not the um the the scene that I had here in my streaming platform to to play music videos is it was acting up um, back when I had a bunch of the guests uh, for the tournament on and I never fixed it. So um, the trailer will be in the podcast newsletter. But his new album is going to be called Detroit Two. If you remember, he put out a mixtape way back when. Maybe. Ugh. Let me see if I can get this right. 20, 2013 is my guess when Big Sean put out uh, 
his first Detroit mixtape. I'm going to look that up right now because I got to know if I got that right. I said 2013. It was released... It was released in 2012, September 2012. Um, but it's one of his best mixtapes. You know, he did the finally famous mixtapes. He did three of them. But Detroit, it was it was grittier. His his flows were different. Like it was such a really good mixtape. I remember jamming to that for years. Um, and so his next album is going to be called Detroit Two. So expect some super lyrical um songs on this so i'm excited i'm excited about that um let's see what else um alicia keys was releasing a new album called alicia this year supposed to come out in march but i think because of everything that's going on it has now been moved to december 31st so her album is going to be coming out then i'm excited for that for those of you all who know me you know i'm a huge fan of alicia keys as a person and as an artist um and so finally um yeah i'll talk about french and kendrick in the dig deeper segment so then let's jump into the upcoming and recently released albums so um i'm gonna talk about projects that came out in q1 but just some stuff that was released within the past like you know week smino dropped off a new mixtape called she already decided um it's only on soundcloud right now for streaming it's not on like apple music and the uh, spotify and all that but if you go to his website you can download it um and then it's in your library forever um so that link will be in the podcast newsletter as well Wiz khalifa on 420 dropped off the saga Wiz khalifa kate camp who is a underrated artist uh this past week dropped off his album kiss five uh Callie Yukis, don't know if I'm saying her name right. Um, she dropped off an EP to Feel Alive, amazing R&B project. Um, an artist called Looney, who I'd never heard of, but sometimes when I'm going through the new music that drops, I, some album covers, you can just tell that it's like a hip-hop or an R&B album, so I'll click on it. And generally, if it's an, I'm more likely to give an R&B artist a chance than I am a hip-hop artist. I don't know why, but... I just feel like it's more likely that a new R&B artist is going to impress me than some new rapper that I've never heard of. And maybe I'm cutting myself off to new, you know, hip hop music by doing that. I'll try to change that. But I just, you know, in with experience, in most cases, I have enjoyed more random R&B that I've listened to than hip hop. Um, and Looney is one of those cases. She dropped off a project called Joyride. It's an EP, six songs, smoothest listen ever. It's an amazing EP, and I'm going to be looking out for her future music. Um, coming up, uh, May 8th, Kalani is dropping off an album called It Was Good Until It Wasn't. Party Next Door Better Watch Out, because <laughs> he just better watch out. Um Rick Wilson, who is a Chicago artist I had never heard of, um, combined with Terrace Martin for an album called They Call Me Disco, also coming out on May 8th. They have a song on there called Chicago something. I forgot what it's called, but BJ the Chicago Kid is featured. It's a dope track. That's coming out May 8th. May 13th, Deontay Hitchcock is releasing his album Better. Um, So that is it for the upcoming and recently released albums um let's jump into the dig deeper segment welcome back to thinking outside the boombox it is now time for the dig deeper segment um Again, to those of you who may be new, this is where I this is the meat of the of the podcast. This is where if I'm doing an artist spotlight, I'm spotlighting artists here. If I'm talking about a historical rap beef, I'm doing that here. If I'm reviewing an album, I'm doing that here. Um, this is where I get into the you know the the heavy topics in the hip hop and R and B genres. Um, this is where the the discussions come in. And so um, this week I will be discussing um 
the the albums that have been released in Q1 of 2020 that are my favorites. Um, but first, let's talk about French Montana and Kendrick. So in honor of this versus stuff that's been going on that I just mentioned with Swiss Beats and Timbaland and all these artists going hit for hit, French Montana decided to um, take to, was it Twitter? Let me see. Uh, let me actually look up where this happened. Um, like, like how this started. Um, basically, French Montana said that he could go neck to neck with Kendrick Lamar um, for like hit for hit. Um, I believe it was like a complex um, interview uh, with Speedy Mormon like a week ago where French said that he might outshine Kendrick Lamar if they were both headlining a festival. Um, he said, you could put somebody like Kendrick next to me on the same stage at a festival. Um, he said he could outshine him. He also, in like a bunch of tweets after that, doubled down saying that he could go hit for hit with Kendrick and that he has more hits than Kendrick Lamar. Um, he said, if we just talking about anthems, me versus Kendrick, hit for hit, I believe I can go neck to neck. I've been making hits for a long time. It ain't my fault. I believe in myself. How was I supposed to answer that question? How many times I got to prove myself before I get mine? Um, he said, I love Kendrick. That's not just for Kendrick. That's to anybody they put in front of me and ask me that same question. What you want me to say? It should be your attitude too. If you think any less of yourself, don't blame it on the next person who don't set it up. Now, obviously you can, it, it sounds like he's kind of backtracking toward the end. That's because he got a lot of heat. Like young thug even like posted some Instagram video that was like, bro, you stupid. And they seem to have some other beef underlying this, that young thug just uses opportunity to, to get at it. Um, but let's just, Let's just let's think about this claim that French Montana can take Kendrick hit for hit. I just want to give you some facts here. French has been featured or has released 17 songs that have made it on the Hot 100. So they're either his solo songs or songs he was featured on. Because if you're featured on a song uh, that goes on the Hot 100, you, you also can claim that song as your Hot 100. So... He has 17 of those songs. Two of them made the top 10. One of them is Unforgettable, which is, you know, could be argued that that's more Sway Lee's hit than his. And then the other is Loyal, which is Chris Brown's song that French Montana was featured on. None of them have hit number one. Um, now, he does have hits. You know, out of those 17 songs, you got Pop That. You got No Stylist. You got All The Way Up. You got Lockjaw. You got Ain't Worry About Nothing. You got No Shopping freaks you gotta stay scheming like he got hits um kendrick has been featured on or has released 48 songs that have made it to the hot 100 eight of them have made it to the top 10 that's humble fucking problems by asap don't want to know by maroon 5 bad blood by taylor swift all the stars from the black panther soundtrack pray for me um I can't remember if that was The Weeknd's album or Black Panther soundtrack. I think it was Black Panther. Um, DNA and Mona Lisa by Lil Wayne. Two of them have gone to number one. That's Humble and then the Bad Blood Taylor Swift song. Now, <sighs> we I understand what French was saying. French Montana makes more traditionally turn-up music hits while Kendrick doesn't focus on hits at all, which kind of makes French's claims a little unimportant. Like, if Kendrick doesn't focus on making hits, then why are you, you know, even bringing up that you have more hits than Kendrick? Um, but what French fails to realize is that Kendrick is one of the greatest artists of this time, of this generation. And he's the better artist of the two. That's undeniable. And if French got what he wanted, and he had a hit-for-hit battle, if Swiss Beats and Timbaland set it up so that French had his 20 songs, Kendrick had his 20 songs, and they went hit-for-hit on Instagram Live, what what Kendrick, what French fails to, to realize is that it doesn't matter how many traditionally turn-up music hits you have. Once Kendrick pulls out All Right, he pulls out Mad City, he pulls out DNA. 
He pulls out Humble. He pulls out Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe. He pulls out Untitled 07, that Levitate track from his Untitled, Unreleased project. Like, once he, he starts dropping those songs, even though all those songs are not necessarily considered hits in the traditional sense, those songs are just better like just as songs than anything that French could put out. So in this hit versus hit battle, Kendrick would still win because he just makes better songs. And whether they're hits or not, that's how the public is going to react. They're going to be like, oh, pop that is certainly a more traditional like turn up hit than like Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe. But Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe is a great song. And so Kendrick would still win. So this this entire battle that that french you know this this clout that he's he's trying to chase because he believes in himself it's it's very interesting because it's it was so unnecessary like nobody needed to have this conversation like the amount of tweets i saw that were like why are we debating if kendrick is better than french this is silly um it is but i see french montana's point and i wanted to make his point for him on this platform but either way Kendrick would would wash him. That's just that's just facts. Um, so let's move on. Sorry, French. I'm sorry. Um, so let's talk about Q1 of 2020. Um, on my Instagram, I posted my top nine albums from the first quarter, January through March. Not in order, and they have certainly shifted the ranking uh, since I posted that. So it wasn't in order. So I just wanted to talk about six of those albums. Um, on the podcast, because, you know, generally when an album that I really like comes out, um, I talk about it on the podcast, even if it's not in a, a format in the dig deeper segment, if I just want to mention, yo, this album was dope, go check it out. I'll do that. Um, but I didn't really have the opportunity to do that because I've been doing the tournament for the past like eight weeks, nine weeks or whatever. Um, and I didn't want to interrupt the tournament with like doing the regular format of the podcast. So I just put it aside. Um, but now is the opportunity for me to talk about those albums. So first up, let's talk about Jay Electronica's debut album, A Written Testimony. Um, for those of you who uh, didn't really understand what the big hype was when Jay Electronica released this album, it was like crazy. Twitter, everybody was like, yo, Jay Electronica actually released this album. Let me set the scene for you. Jay Electronica signed to Rock Nation in 2010. Um and it was then that we all expected a debut album from him. You know, he had released a mixtape, the Act One mixtape. He released a number of songs. Exhibit C is the most popular where everybody was like, yo, this dude can rap. This dude is serious. Um, he was the next great rapper. You know, time passed and his debut seemed to be as fictional as Detox by Dr. Dre. I'm sorry that Detox is getting so much name <laughs> recognition in this podcast, but it's it's topical. Um, so in February, when he announced that he finally finished the album, it was to our surprise that he actually released it the next month. I, you know, we, it was all smoke. He's been saying he was going to release an album for the past 10 years. Um, it was all cap. Sorry, not smoke. Um, you know, Jay Electronica is a super intelligent rapper who raps about many things that go over my head. Um, but his talent is undeniable and he's become sort of an enigma in the culture, you know, he he is a myth. You know, this is the man who has a child with Erica Badu. This is the man who was rumored to have written for Nas, which he has been denied. He dated a Rothschild and broke up her marriage with Ben Goldsmith. Like this dude has done so much. Uh, he's a religious man, a member of the Nation of Islam, a five percenter, a hotep for sure. Um, and so he has a lot of perspective. He has a unique point of view. And when he speaks, you you kind of want to listen. And this album was a fresh start, one that he made in 40 days, which is a time that is significant in religious circles. And not only did he release his debut album, but his debut album was essentially a Watch the Throne style album with him and Jay-Z. Um, he signed to Rock Nation, so it makes sense that the two are definitely close. Jay-Z appears on eight of the 10 songs and delivers some incredible verses. Jay-Z has been turning back the clock for years now. And he serves as a perfect complement to Jay Electronica's rhymes. Um, he kind of shines in this role uh, as, you know, the second fiddle to, to Jay Elect. You know, when Watch the Throne was released, 
Kanye kind of he he outshined Jay-Z on that album. Not that Jay-Z had bad verses, but it's just you know Kanye was at that point, you know, at that point in their careers, he was making the most splash and he was just you know the stronger of the two on that album. You know, Watch the Throne was Kanye's project whether jay-z was on it or not or you know i know that you know they collabed on it but i consider watch the throne to be a baby of kanye you know the just the thought of it is like come straight from kanye's mind you know what i mean um and in this situation jay-z doesn't get out rapped because he's not trying as hard he's in a different role he's not trying to go you know one for one trying to like match you know the speed of kanye he's He's playing, you know, kind of like a, you know, a wingman. He's backing up Jay Alec in this role. Um, many songs on this album are fantastic. Uh, Shiny Suit Theory, which was a song that they released 10 years ago, fits in perfectly with the rest of the album. Jay Electronica is on another level with his rhyme schemes, his performance. Um, he gets personal on this album. The album closer, which is called All Praises Due to Allah. He talks about the fact that his mother died. They wrote this song, I think, just shortly after they learned that Kobe passed. So it's a very emotional, sad song, but it's one of the best on the album. Um, it's a great album, but at the same time, I've got to wonder what a Jay Electronica debut would have been like without Jay-Z. While this was a surprise, it's definitely not what we expected after 10 years. Like, we didn't expect for his debut album to be a collaboration album with Jay-Z, where in many songs, Jay-Z performs some of his best verses that he's made. Like, it's a really good Jay-Z performance. Um, it's clear that the album we were actually waiting for was scrapped and he made a new one. Um, time will tell what this album means and the legacy of Jay's career. Will it be another 10 years before we get an album from him? Will he release another album at all? Uh, for now, what we've been given is enough to verify that what we thought is true, that Jay Electronica is an incredibly talented rapper with a unique point of view, and he draws you in when he speaks. And so I think that this album is definitely a good selection into the catalog uh, that hopefully will help to further his legacy if he releases new music. If he does not release new music, this album, while it is good, will kind of be tainted because it's like we waited 10 years for a Jay Electronica debut and then he released a, a debut album that was him and Jay-Z and then we didn't get any new music from him. So, you know, the legacy is kind of shifted. But if he releases new solo projects, you know, after this, then this could be the, the start of something new. You know what I mean? But until then, we don't know. But it is a great album to enjoy for right now. Um, my favorite tracks were All Praises Due to Allah, Ghost of Soldier Slim, Shiny Suit Theory, The Blinding. The whole album is, is dope, though. Um, let's talk about After Hours by The Weeknd. Um, my favorite albums of The Weeknd are those where he embraces that dark, grimy, gritty, savage side of himself. You know, the drug-laden verses, the sex-filled bars, the sultry melodies. Like, don't get me wrong, Pop Weeknd has some hits. I Feel It Coming, Starboy, Can't Feel My Face, all of those very good songs. But The Weeknd embracing the sound that he crafted and developed in that original trilogy, that's what I want. And that's what most of the people want. Um, when he released My Dear Melancholy, that EP, back in March of 2018, it was one, a sign that new music was coming. Uh, and two, that a sign, a sign that he was returning to that signature sound and style. Uh, I think the album is really good and actually blends pop weekend with the weekend we love very nicely. It's not nearly as dark as the, you know, that nihilistic, hedonistic weekend um, that we that we got in his old work. But that weekend is still alive and present, just not as serious. Um, I feel like this album has been the closest to merging the two styles out of all of them. That pop weekend with the the old trilogy weekend. Uh, the best part of the album is definitely the four-song combo of Snow Child, Escape from L.A., Heartless, and Faith. It's the weekend we love back to back to back to back. The transitions are crazy. It's the strongest section of the album. Ilangelo and or Metro Boomin produced those four songs, and honestly, they produced the best songs on the album, either either of them. Like, when they produced it with The weekend, it's one of the best songs on the album. 
Um, I wouldn't say this album is a no-skip album, but half of the album is pure gold, which is way more than I enjoyed on Starboy. Um, my favorite tracks, Snow Child, Escape from L.A., Heartless, Faith, After Hours, the titular track. Uh, so yeah, that's After Hours by The Weeknd. Let's stay in the R&B lane and let's talk about Party Mobile. Actually, I can't remember if this was Party Mobile or Party Mobile. Party Mobile sounds better, so I'm going to say Party Mobile by Party Next Door. Um, Party Next Door hasn't released a new studio album since 2016, and he hasn't released new music since 2017, really. In the meantime, he's been very busy writing and producing popular songs like Sex With Me by Rihanna, Work by Rihanna, Shining by DJ Khaled, which featured Beyonce and Jay-Z, Wild Thoughts by DJ Khaled, which featured Rihanna and Bryson Tiller. A lot of work with Rihanna, which is why it's not completely unbelievable he was able to get a re-re feature on this album. Um, Since his last project, Party was in a relationship with Kalani. There was a whole public thing where Kyrie Irving was involved, claims of infidelity. Other than that, Party typically remains a recluse, so getting a glimpse inside his mind is always welcome. Uh, And this album gets personal. You know, the album discusses Party's relationship with a woman, ranging from topics of him promising the best of him to her, to discussing her infidelity, to discussing his infidelity, to him wanting to work it out regardless. It's really a beautiful album that sees Party expanding his vocal range, delivering vocal performances we didn't know he had in him. Um, He got Rihanna to deliver a hook on Believe It, which was amazing. But the song everyone was discussing is the beautiful, toxic album closer, Savage Anthem. Um, It's really an anti-ballad. It may be the most beautiful song Party has ever made, but it's also the most toxic. The song seems to most definitely reference Kalani and her response to it on Twitter, which has now been deleted, all but confirms that it was definitely about her. Um, He seemingly admits to cheating on her and not feeling one bit of sadness about it and committing to remaining a savage. I've never heard open toxicity sound so damn good. You know, like it's... You know, having the song in the album also kind of completes a moral transformation that takes place throughout the album. Loyal, which was one of the main singles and one of the best hits on the album, is almost laughable in theme after you hear Savage Anthem because it's like, loyal where? Um, But when in context of a story playing out throughout the album, it makes sense. Um, The album is full of bops, hits, great singing abound. On my first listen, I thought this was in the similar vein of his other projects, but I think his songwriting and producing has reached a greater level, and this has become my favorite album of his. Uh, My favorite tracks, The News, Loyal, Nothing Less, Believe It, Savage Anthem, Trauma. That is Party Mobile by Party Next Door. I really hope that's how you say it and not Party Mobile, because uh, I just think Party Mobile sounds better. Um, Black Habits by D Smoke. D Smoke had a hell of a year. I, like most of you, discovered D Smoke when he won the first season of Rhythm and Flow on Netflix. He was leagues above everyone else on that show with his flows, his rhymes, his concepts, his presentation. He deserved to win. Um, I was honestly surprised his debut album was being released so quickly, but it turns out this dude is a pro. Shout out to my homie Devin, who informed me that D Smoke and Sir, the singer from TDE, are actually brothers. D Smoke is Sir's older brother. Uh, they come from a musical family. Their mother sang backup for Michael Jackson and Anita Baker. Their uncle was a bassist for Prince. Um, it explains why D Smoke has been in Sir's videos and why their chemistry on the songs that Sir is featured on on this album is next level. They've been making music together for years. You know, D Smoke has been cultivating his talent for years, and he just needed the opportunity to get recognized. And he got that on Rhythm and Flow, and he made the best out of it. Black Habits is a great album. Um, It's a fantastic listen from front to back. I haven't heard another artist captivate me with their rhymes and flows and song content uh, like Kendrick does. Um, And there are definitely a lot of similarities between the two, but D Smoke is definitely his own rapper. Um, The album kind of takes us on a grand tour through D Smoke's life. He gets real personal in the song Free. He discusses his friend that he lost a lymphoma. In Like My Daddy, his father talks about their life after he came back from prison, after his father came back from prison. He's got songs like No Commas and Real Body that could easily go off on the radio. Uh, And my favorite song on the album, Black Habits 2, is a masterclass in rap, incredible flows, amazing song, concept, structure, dope message, rhyme schemes out of this world. He can easily transition into rapping completely in Spanish. It's really impressive. Um, 
he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Uh, I think this is my favorite album from Q1. D Smoke doesn't need a label, and he stated that he wants to go the chance route and remain independent. But I think if he signed with TDE, that nobody could fuck with them. Like, imagine Kendrick and D Smoke on a track together, or D Smoke and SZA. Um, like, it's I'm excited to see where his career goes. Um, but he certainly doesn't need a label, and I'm interested to see what new music he can he will make. Uh, but this is an amazing album. We'll be talking about this at the end of the year for certain. Um, my favorite tracks were No Commas, Real Body, Black Habits 2, Closer to God, Like My Daddy. Um, let's talk about 31520 by Childish Gambino. Um, so Childish Gambino announced that he would be releasing one last album before retiring over a year ago. Um, like he, he announced that over a year ago. Uh, we got a few songs here and there since then, but I was starting to think it was a myth, really. Um, then all of a sudden he releases a new album to his website in a weird way in that the album was only available on the website and it was in a perpetual live loop that you couldn't control. So the album plays on and wherever the album is when you load into the website is where you start listening. So you have no perception of what song you're listening to or where in the album you are. There are no song titles. It's just a, a, a loop of this album. Um, and then the album disappeared after like, 12 hours or something like that um also important to mention that it was labeled as donald glover presents rather than childish gambino but a week later it was available on streaming services with a blank white album cover with time stamps as song titles and a date as the album title i can't absorb music like that so i renamed all the songs based on what i would have called them um He's been playing a number of these songs at concerts and festivals and random performances for a while now. The album has no narrative theme, but the songs individually are pretty good. Uh, Gambino has always been a very good musical songwriter, and that shows here. Like, pop-centric Gambino is ever-present here with songs like Time, which features Ariana Grande, and 19 Minutes and 10 Seconds, which I changed to, uh, to call it To Be Beautiful. He channels Andre 3000 in the song 12 minutes and 38 seconds, which I call Set the Snow on Fire. Um, it has a storytelling cadence and flow, a long storied verse that seems heavily inspired by Three Stacks. 21 Savage kills his verse on the track. Um, the song 24 minutes and 19 seconds, which I call Sweet Thing, uh, is similar in style to Redbone and it gives me some Frank Ocean vibes. Uh, the album is a really nice tour through Gambino's many talents in music. It gives you funk, it gives you R&B, it gives you rap, all in one. Um, if this is Gambino's last album, I think I'm, I think I'm fine with that. You know, um, he's not necessarily an artist where I was like waiting by the computer, like when is Gambino going to drop his next album? It was always just like, a, oh, Gambino dropped an album. Okay, let's listen to it. Um, because every album is different. And like similar to Kanye, um, when Gambino drops a project, it's completely different from the last one he dropped. Who could have guessed that when he dropped Camp, that because the internet was going to be um, the style of his next project, or that Kawhi album he did, or that Awaken My Love would be something he attempted. You know, he's different every time. And the same goes here with 31520. Um, my favorite tracks are 24 minutes and 19 seconds, or Sweet Thing, 12 minutes and 38 seconds, or Set the World on Fire, Algorithm, and also 35 minutes and 31 seconds, which I renamed to be called Left Foot Bigfoot, or Little Foot Bigfoot? I don't remember. I think Little Foot Bigfoot. Um, and finally, let's talk about Chalombo uh, by Janae Aiko. Uh, R&B has been killing it this year. Not only were most of my Q1 favorites R&B centric, many of my favorite albums from the last two weeks were R&B albums. I think if we were to do a complete, you know, survey, R&B is killing hip hop so far through Q1. Um, Chilombo by Janae Aiko is probably my favorite R&B album of the year so far. It's conceptually different from the trippy drug filling album she released three years prior called Trip. Um, she recorded the album in Hawaii. It incorporates sound healing through crystal alchemy singing bowls in every song. Um, and even the title has a deeper meaning than just it being her last name. For instance, the chi part is life force. The L is for love. Love is living on valued energy, taking care of the future by being fully present in this moment. 
The O-M, the OM, is the sound of the universe. The solution is sound. These are all her words. The B represents the leg and the foot foundation. B is for base, basics, beginnings. And the O is eternity, infinite, wholeness, totality, perfection. So she went real She went real deep and meditative on this. Um, she jumps right into the album with the two Big Sean-related songs that she released last year, uh, Triggered Freestyle and None of Your Concern. Uh, the entire album is honestly a vibe. Sonically, it sounds so good, and maybe that's aided by the sound healing involved, but I know Fisticuffs, and I don't know how to say this producer's name, but I think it's Lesh Keys. They tapped in to give her some of the best production she's had thus far. And she's singing like never before. Like I remember my wife and I always used to talk about how while Janae was a good singer, on her older stuff, she was singing so soft, so subdued, so one note. Um... But she's certainly gotten better from when I started following her back in 2011. Like her vocals are stronger. She's hitting incredible notes and she all in all sounds amazing. Uh, the simplistic production of Born Tired and Pray For You on this album allow her vocals to completely dominate the track. Uh, the way her vocals and flow bounce all over BS is amazing. Her soothing vocals on 10,000 Hours and Born Tired are so nice to hear. She gets freaky on Pussy Fairy and taps into a traditional R&B song. Um... It's just an amazing sounding project. Her features complement her well, from her to Miguel to John Legend to Nas to Ty Dolla Sign, even Future. Um, the Andre 3000 interpolation from Where Are My Panties on The Love Below on her song Happiness of Everything is hilarious and it sounds so damn good. Thematically, she tackles her relationships and moving on and reconciling and being sad and reminiscing. Um, I love the growth that was shown on this album and I'm excited to see where she takes this progression. My favorite tracks... BS, Happiness Over Everything, 10,000 Hours, Trying to Smoke, Born Tired, Pussy Fairy. The whole album is really good. It's like a it's a really great listen. Um, So yeah, that is it for the Dig Deeper segment. I just wanted to talk about, you know, those six albums that were definitely my, my favorites so far in Q1. Um, and I think I'm going to do this um, periodically at the end of every quarter. I think I'm going to pull six of the probably top nine albums um, that are my favorites and talk about them. Um, it gives us an opportunity to kind of discuss many of the songs that will probably end up on my top 25 list at the end of the year ahead of time. Um, and then we kind of see where they landed in rankings toward the end of the year. And it's not like you haven't heard me talk about the albums before. Um, so yeah, that is it for, you know, this back to basics episode. I'm glad I could get back to the original format. Lots of changes coming. I know um, if you've been following the stream since I started, you can already see some of the changes like this screen that you're seeing here um, is different. Um, I'm just trying to optimize everything so that, you know, there's no lag or anything. I think I've been clearly I've been seeing a lot of lag because a I'd been logging people in through Skype or Discord to get their audio in for the stream for the tournament and that doing that as well as trying to stream outward like to you all it's it's difficult and I haven't mastered that balance yet but as far as just me talking you know I'm I'm looking at the the stream on my phone and I don't see any lag so I think I think we're good as far as having people physically here which we won't be able to do for a while but I have to master the the sound and everything and try to get no lag when I have guests because I, I like having guests better than just talking about myself. Um, so, yeah, uh, all the socials are below Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at TOTB, the podcast. Thinking Outside the Boombox is the website. The podcast newsletter will be released to the website um, probably at some point today. Uh, and if you're signed up for the mailing list, please do that. Uh, you'll get it today as well. Um, tell your friends about the stream, um, so they can become a follower. Uh, the stream can get taken to a new level as soon as I reach 50 followers. So, you know, got the follower count up there, you know, over there. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to get to, to 50. We're trying to keep things moving. Um, and there's more stuff coming. Um, I think there are more tournaments coming too. I've got some, some ideas, um, for for some dope tournaments that will that will have uh have some good content so um yeah follow the instagram the twitter like on facebook uh follow the stream here on twitch the video for this stream uh will be available for two weeks before they disappear that's just how twitch works um but the audio 
will be up. I'm probably not going to wait a week to release the audio. That's how I have been doing it. But I think within the next couple of days, the audio version of this will be available uh, wherever you listen to, to podcasts. So, yeah. Um, I will be back hopefully next week. Uh, I think I have some things that I'd want to talk about next week. But, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in to Thinking Outside the Boombox. Um, you know what it is. This is your number one source for hip hop and R&B news, I will see you next week. Um, engage with me on all the on all the socials. I'm gonna be doing a lot of Instagram posting, a lot of Instagram stories. I got a 30 day challenge, um, song challenge going up on the Instagram stories. You can find that on the highlight of the Instagram right now. Um, but yeah, continue to subscribe, rate and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of that. But yeah, this has been thinking outside the boombox. Peace. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.